Welcome to In Hair We Trust. This podcast is my take on the shit they didn't teach you in beauty school. Listen along for tough love, no bullshit stories about all the things I've learned and all the mistakes I've made. If you're a current salon owner or you're aspiring to become one, I've got you covered. My name is Christina Macaro, owner, founder, CEO of Lovelane Salons, and this is In Hair We Trust. episode. This is episode 17 of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Christina Caro, hairstylist, salon owner times two, podcast host, educator, here sharing all the real life behind the scenes of being an entrepreneur in the beauty industry and all the shit they didn't teach you in beauty school. So this week I am sharing the behind the scenes of my branding photo shoot for Lovelane. I'm talking about the team, the process, the day of, the chaos, what we did right, what I would do differently, and what I'm actually going to use all of this incredible content for. So before I start, I'm going to give my little shameless plug. Go give the podcast a follow on Instagram at Trust, as well as myself, Christina McCarroll, and give the education agency at lovelane.collective a follow. All of the resources can be found there and on the website. And if you're liking the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you gave a review or five stars. That's it. That's my shameless plug. <laughs> Back to the photo shoot. So we just wrapped a massive shoot for Lovelane. It was um, photo, digital, and film, and video. Two days, four concepts, three locations, and altogether over 20 people were involved, but 19 people were on set. So this was a really large undertaking. This was the largest shoot I've ever done for my brand. And I am not going to bullshit you. It wasn't cheap. This was my marketing budget for the year and a year to come, honestly. It was a major investment that was undoubtedly worth it. And I am saying that without even getting a single image or video back yet. So my goal with the shoot was to work alongside of my brand designer so that we could create the missing pieces we needed across the Lovelane brand. So the podcast, the salon, the collective, all of it. We realized that we were lacking specific content pieces for all these businesses. The photo and video, like the assets that we needed, all, all of these pieces, everything has to be in harmony with each other. Everything under the Lovelane umbrella speaks to each other. And we realized that we were missing some really strong key pieces for current and future projects. For example, the website. We really wanted strong imagery for the landing page, especially above the fold. And we wanted video for that, but I don't currently have anything that's curated and directed. We have working videos, which are awesome, but we don't have exactly what we were looking for, so we knew that we needed to create it. And here's the thing, true brand photography is an investment. That's why you need to plan ahead. Two key words I just said, investment and plan. This shit isn't cheap and it shouldn't be entered into lightly. So let's start at the top. Planning a brand photo shoot and even more specifically, everything my team and I did for this shoot. So planning a shoot is labor intensive. Like I just said, it's an investment that you have to plan for. If you've never done it, I've got a great how-to guide. So check out Lovelane Collective, the website, or shoot me a DM and I will pass it along to you. But first things first, a photo shoot needs to be intentional. You need to have a reason, a why. 
I've put together shoots for fun and back in the day worked on a lot of test shoots. I did a lot of e-com and magazine work at a certain point in my career. I can confidently say that I have some solid experience being on set and putting together something of this size, being a part of that. But this shoot was different because it was for me. It was mine. I had control of everything. I'm sorry, you're going to hear my dog in the background. Um, He was also there with us. (laughs) Um, But this shoot, it had a very big reason. I needed very specific content created for the Loveline brand, for everything under that umbrella. Again, the Loveline salons, the Loveline collective, for In Here We Trust, for myself. We needed to fill in these missing pieces. So what is your why? Maybe you're rebranding. Maybe you're launching something new. Do you want to promote some specific services or just level up your content? Whatever your intention is, lean into it. Let it fuel every decision you make about the shoot. Hell, it can be absolutely just that you want to have fun and you want to create some content and like grow your portfolio. And sometimes those are the best ones. So once you know your why, why you're planning a shoot, you next need to know where you intend to use all this content. Is it going to be hung in your salon? Is it for social media, for client-facing emails, for print, for training, for advertising? What's the end goal with the imagery that you are creating from the shoot? You also need to simultaneously think about the type of imagery you need to be captured in the sense of, do you need photo and video? Do you want it digital? Do you want it film? It all kind of works together. I'm repeating myself, but I'm going to use all of this content and all of the assets that get created for everything, again, under that Loveline umbrella. It's for social media. It's for websites. It's for client-facing marketing. It's going to be in our physical locations. It's for eBooks and resources. The list goes on and on, literally because I have a list. I've laid it all out, and I've worked on all of it with my team, and I will expand on who my team is in a minute. So after I set goals for a photo shoot, and know what type of content I need to create, I move on to mood boarding, which in my humble opinion is so much fun. A mood board is the visual summary of your ideas for the shoot, your concept. Log into Pinterest, create a board, start looking for images, or start a folder on your Instagram. Back in the day, because I'm old, we used to hoard magazines and make legitimate mood boards on actual boards with actual picture cutouts, but it's 2022 and there's a platform for all of this now. So have fun with it. Save whatever resonates with you. My greatest advice, don't look at your industry exclusively. I rarely find that I'm so inspired by looking at other salons and hairstylists. Yes, I see things all the time that spark an interest in me, but I tend to find genuine inspiration outside of my space because you're seeing something new. Sometimes it's music, album art, show photography, or band merch. Sometimes it's graphic design. Maybe it's models or bloggers or interior design. It really depends on my end goal. So for this Loveline shoot, the theme was like elevated grunge. It was designer punk rock. It's for the person pulling their Prada crossbody over a Metallica t-shirt. It's the person who still rocks docs but also has a Gucci bag now. It's the juxtaposition of a cleaner editorial style uh, combined with my team's personal styles and honestly my younger self. (laughs) All of these elements blended together to create the ultimate Loveline mood board. Once I felt really strongly about the mood board, I knew it was time to put the metaphorical wheels in motion. So I hired help. I hired my little dream team. 
So I mentioned before that I was working closely with my brand designer, and that's Katie from The Collective Studio. I've mentioned her a few times, and I owe her so much. Uh, my photographer for this shoot was Cheyenne. She's part of a multimedia team called Upfront. FYI, everyone is linked in the notes on this podcast, so you can also shoot me a DM, and I'll share their profiles if that's easier for you. But Katie, Shy, and I met last August at a retreat in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I immediately adored them as humans and as artists, and I knew that I wanted to work with them because they just got me and they got the brand before ever even setting foot in the salons. Shy's process for onboarding her clients is amazing. It is so thorough, but I'm not going to share what it is exactly because it's hers, and I will say that she again, is so thorough and so organized and really just covered every inch and every minute of the shoot so that we were so prepared and every question was answered. It was really an awesome experience. So she starts with a detailed inquiry form and then, you know, you just have all of these really in-depth conversations about expectations and your mood board and all of these details. But the process is something that's uniquely hers and you know for her business so katie was also a part of this process because we work so closely together that it made the most sense to have everyone present instead of me ping-ponging information and feedback back and forth and we all know each other i also knew that my team from the salon was going to be heavily involved one of my team members was our stylist jamie and then our um, team was a combination of models and hair makeup artists. So all in, we had eight additional team members from Love Lane involved, Eden, Meg, Karina, Crystal, Gabby, Katie, Alyssa, and John. And then we also had six additional models that were not members of our team, um, but they're definitely friends of the brand. So yes, it was a very big team. Once I knew we were all on the same page, it was time to finalize the details and the mood boards. And we had you know, discussions where about where we were shooting, what props did we need, um, do we need to create anything like merch? We had to kind of back out all of back out of all of this. Like, what was the wardrobe going to be? Um, what was hair and makeup going to look like for certain things? And then it's you know timeline, shot list, the whole thing. So we'd all worked together to understand what the hero images and video that we needed were, and what shots were paramount. And then we continued to build off of these mood boards. So there were images that we, you know, maybe um, we liked the angle of, but we knew we wanted a different subject. Or in some images, we knew that we liked the subject, but we wanted a different background. So conversations like that were had in depth and a lot of notes were taken. And I think we talked about every other week for months to finalize all these details and create these master lists and then have time to execute on things and then check in and kind of move on to the next thing. And then, you know, I would get off these calls and I'd turn right around and start ordering things and sourcing things and trying to put all of these pieces together. So as we got closer to the shoot, the last major piece that we had to cement was that final shot list. So we, you know, again, you review your goals, you take a look at all that content, you review your team, you check off all the wardrobe pieces and the prop pieces and you know, you walk through that final mood board and those notes again. And when you feel super confident, like you are just overprepared, but you're so excited, you know, you have everything in alignment. And that's when we were able to create that final shot list. And Shy is a fucking rock star and mapped out both days down to the minute, literally including water breaks. And it helped that my entire team has set experience. 
So I knew that we would be able to stick to her timelines to allow her to have maximum productivity. So there it is. And now it's time for the shoot. I did forget to mention earlier something I do want to note. Um, we were scheduled to have this shoot in May and I made the decision to book it push it back because I wasn't ready and I'm so glad that we all came to that decision because the shoot we had in August was insane and I'm so excited about it and I know that I will be able to pull content from this for a very very long time for the brand unless I get wild and decide to rebrand but then Katie will light me on fire and I have no intention of doing that because everything is so perfect right now across all of the the brands and businesses so yes, now it is shoot time. I live in a loft, so we decided to let my loft apartment double as our studio, which meant I also had the joy of factoring in setup and cleanup, as well as catering for both days. So yes, it was a lot of moving parts. I had to rearrange my entire house. So normally for a shoot, I would just start packing everything up. I have like my little checklist and for this, we uh, there was just so many pieces to it, especially being in my house. So, you know, I put up the clothing rack and I laid out all the props on my dining room table and I pulled out my steamer and my pins and my lint rollers and set up a whole hair and makeup area. And it did end up going very well. It all came together. Um, <laughs> but everyone was amazing. Everyone on the team, the models, you know, we even had great weather, which really helped. The timeline was flawless. I mean, we had more wardrobe pieces and props than we ever would have needed, but I would rather be overprepared than scrambling. And honestly, everything was insanely better than I could ever have imagined it being. So now I just wait for Shy to send me, you know, everything. And Katie and I will just drool over an endless mountain of photos and videos and make our selects. And it's going to be so much fun and so hard because I know everything's gonna look amazing. I mean, we shot from 10.30 a.m. to about 7 p.m. on day one and from 11 to like 9 p.m. on day two. We had four main concepts, but honestly, if you got kind of microscopic, it was way more than that. Concept one, we had four models. Uh, they were solo and in groups for clean studio photography. And then concept two that day, there were three models and we were on the roof of my apartment, which is a really cool space and we shot those girls solo and in a group and then on day four we had concept three which was flat lays product photography hand modeling and then concept four we moved over to the new salon the grove street location and we got a lot of um, content of the team actually getting ready and then we so think of it as themselves getting ready and kind of opening the salon. So it was really great to get stuff like that. Then we also got working photos of them or then videos of them with models and then a bunch of salon photography, kind of fill in any gaps, really curated stuff. And then we got some stuff of me and then had some really fun night shots, but I cannot wait to share it all with you. We, we really did so many things right because we planned this for months. And because I was willing to say I wasn't ready when I wasn't, I allowed the professionals to take care of what they do best and I leaned into what I do best. 
And I can't honestly say I would do anything different. My biggest takeaway from the shoot was that I need an assistant like yesterday. I can't do it all by myself anymore. But that has nothing to do with regret from the shoot and honestly just that I have way too much on my plate. So that's my biggest what I would do differently is I would have an assistant to help me manage all of this. But yeah, after listening to all of this, I hope you understand why I say it is an investment and you have to have a plan. It will cost you time and money, but the return on that investment is incredible if you have a plan to use it, which is a lot of what I've talked about in the last two podcast episodes. If you are planning a shoot for the first time or you just want to be more organized, here are my main tips for you. Kind of break down what I just said. You know, one, make sure you set a a goal. Two, mood board for clarity. Get very clear on what your inspiration is. Three, build a team of professionals. You can't do it all, so hire people who are the pros in those areas. Four, discuss the details. Talk about everything, prepare for the worst case scenario. I've absolutely said this before, failing to prepare is preparing for failure. I am not a pessimist, I'm a realist. Um, Number five, finalize your mood boards, really revisit where your inspiration was, Take notes on what you're trying to, you know, recreate or pull inspiration from so you understand why you were inspired by those images. Six, build out a shot list. Make sure that you're getting the angles that you want and, you know, things are going to be able to scale the way that you need them to. Those are really important things to communicate. And then seven, organize and pack everything up. You can't do it last minute because then you're going to put yourself in a state for that day. I made sure that I had everything ready the night before because I cannot be stressed out and running around in the morning. I will just be a massive bitch and no one wants to be around that. So, you know, I also have a great little download to help plan a shoot. It's linked on Instagram and on the collective website. So DM me if you don't see it and you want to snag it. But all right, well, there you have it. Another episode of the podcast. I hope that this gave you some insight into behind the scenes of the big ass Loveline brand photo shoot we did for this year. And maybe it inspires you to, you know, level up that content and put on a shoot of your own. So if you have any questions or topics even that you would like to hear me cover on the podcast, send me an email or send me a DM. Make sure you are following the accounts at In Here We Trust for the podcast at lovelane.collective for the education agency with all the resources and more content and also mine, Christina McCaro, for, you know, BTS of salon ownership. And again, if you're liking the podcast, I'd be super grateful if you left a review or gave five stars. It does actually help. (laughs) So thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast. I love sharing the shit, and I will be back with more shit they didn't teach you in beauty school next week and the week after that. Have a good one, everyone.